I love the talking guy show. I hear two guys talking. 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 Two guys talking are here. I hear two guys talking. Scams are one of the most dangerous threats today, especially when it comes to our elders. As the number of victims and money taken continues to skyrocket, realize that there is hope. ScammerCast is your frontline battlefield for getting educated on the most recent scams, but also how to defend against them. Join us as we detail the processes, the traps, and the solutions to help us all hammer the scammers! Hammer the scammers. It's time for the ScammerCast. Here are your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Hi, this is Curtis Bailey, your co-host on ScammerCast.com. And this is Art Mains, your co-host also for thescammercast.com on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. And we are really delighted today to have some special guests with us. We're focusing today on the world of romance scams, what sometimes people call the sweetheart swindle or the Romeo ripoff. Indeed we are, Art, and this is an issue of particular importance to our older adult community, particularly those folks who may have lost a spouse recently and are facing their older years with uh, potential loneliness, and they're easy targets for these Romeo scammers. Well, they really are, because we've talked before about the five flags for getting ripped off for a scam, the emotional levers and triggers that scammers push, and this really plays off of the flag of loneliness. Oftentimes, people who are left behind after a spouse dies are terribly lonely, and they go, as the song says, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> That's right. And we are joined today by Nikki Lee, an award-winning and best-selling author of over 30 books and a certified love coach. We're also joined by John Scogland, who is with the Fraud and Risk Management Department at Western Union. Sponsored by Western Union and Midwest Trust. Hi, Nikki. How are you today? I'm great. Fantastic. And John, thank you for joining us. You're Nikki, uh, would you please tell our audience, uh, number one, how did you become a certified love coach and what do you do? <laughs> I get that question a lot. Actually, I initially was the social media manager for Dr. Ava Goodell. And people who watch the, the talk shows and all that have likely seen Dr. Ava over the years. She's um, the, the kind of the go-to sexpert person. And since I was working for her, uh, doing social media for her Loveology University, which is the study of love, very interesting topic. Mm, indeed. Um, while I was working for her, she gave me the opportunity to go through her curriculum to become a love coach. It's, it's actually a 32-course curriculum, fantastic topics to, to study, and I did complete that. I completed that, and since then, I've written about 17 or 18 relationship books. Uh, I have my own radio show about, I say, we talk about love, romance, intimacy, and sex. So lots of interesting things to talk about. I've also done some coaching. Uh, with various people that, that have issues in their personal lives that they they just they need to go to somebody and they need direction in, in how to deal with things. That sounds like an extensive curriculum. Sounds like it was uh, more than even law school was. It was something else. <laughs> the topics and the homework were fantastic. Well, that's great. That's yeah, great. I, I, yeah, I can I can imagine the take home projects. <laughs> I could probably send some clients your way. I do relationship counseling as a part of my work, so uh, maybe I'll send some folks your way. All right. <laughs> and, and John, uh, I know you've been uh, on the on the show with us before, but would you remind our audience about uh, what you do at Western Union? Sure. I'm responsible for fraud education and awareness for Western Union. So basically, I do outreach to various groups talking about various scams they should avoid so they're not scammed with wiring money or money transfers. And this is a very common way that romance scammers uh, perpetrate their crime, isn't it? They will ask the person to wire money someplace in the world or somewhere in the country, correct? That is correct. We frequently are used as the conduit for individuals uh, asking for money. Gotcha. 
Yeah, and I know you have a lot of resources to share specifically on romance scams that we will definitely dig into throughout the course of the show here. Nikki, uh, I'd like to go back to you for a minute. I understand that you have some firsthand experience with an online romance scam. I do. Yeah. Would you share that? Not the easiest story I'm ever going to tell in my life, but yeah, I'll share it with you. Actually, the first time happened just a couple months after my mother had died. It was one of the online dating sites, I I forget which one at this point. Really, really nice guy. You know, I mean, I I have a lot of people respond and send me messages, so it wasn't any big deal. Right. But but he got really super serious really super quick, which is is a red flag to me. I'm like, ah, come on. Mm Right. But um, he had a great way with words, which as a writer, I, I definitely appreciate that. Live nearby, which is unusual. Well, claim to live nearby, I should say. Yeah. We, we got along great, talked, exchanged messages back and forth. Um, you know, woke up each morning, I'd have a new email from him. And, and it just so happened that about a day and a half after we started talking, he had to go out of the country on business. Oh, funny about that, huh? Convenient. Isn't that a coincidence? Mm-hmm. So, of course, huge oil deal in England and, and you know, literally a $14 million deal and, and couldn't wait to get back over here. And so it, it was interesting. And, of course, then, then ran out of money and the whole deal was going to fall through. And, of course, this became my problem. Right. So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And I... If, if he was looking for money, he really had the wrong target. With <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not a millionaire yet? I am not. I am not. Trust me, writers, don't make what you think we do. I, I can hear that. For, yeah. That's for sure. And he, he, he even sent me a present at one point. Sent me like a, a gift basket because he knew I was I was a huge football fan and it was Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. And uh, I, I actually kept the teddy bear that was in there as a reminder to myself not to ever do this again. Good for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, and, and I had a second experience with somebody else a couple months later on the same site. I don't know why I was still there. <laughs> but, um, and, and I told him, I said, you know, I just had this experience. I'm not saying this reflects on you, but this is what just happened. So I'm much more skeptical about people. And, and he ended up disappearing for several days. He was in uh, supposedly in Africa finalizing a, a deal on, on diamonds. And it was a really, really cool story. Yeah. Um, and then he disappeared for a few days and came back and get this, was in the hospital having emergency surgery. And, and of course, had run out of money and needed to pay the doctor's bills and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there, there's a common theme with these Listen to the sympathy levers getting pushed there. Yeah. Oh, that poor man, he's in the hospital. He needs money to pay for uh, all these bills and things. That's pretty interesting, oh, isn't it? And, and, you know, all of these things are still at the hotel. And, and you know, this... <laughs> Uh, hotel manager, which he had told me before, was so wonderful and, and just great friend. But now he's in the emergency, he's in the hospital with emergency surgery and flat on his back. And, and the guy's complaining he needs his money right now or he's going to throw out his belongings. Like, I thought he was a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. I have a good memory. Good thing. So, Nikki, how long did both of these situations occur? I mean, was it over a matter of days, weeks, months? Uh, the first one was less than a week. Okay. And second one, second what was, you know, with the illness and the, the disappearing and, and, you know, all that, it's probably about three weeks, I guess. And it's, it's funny, I, I dug out, because I, I kept the, the emails and the instant messages, because I'm thinking about writing a book about this. And uh, I, I dug out the last email that I sent. Surprisingly enough, I, I didn't get a response. But um, mm. I, I said, you know, you, you've had all this access to the Internet. You should have gotten in touch with somebody else to get money. And I, I said, I answered the very last sentence. I told you a couple weeks ago that I was not the answer to get your hands on money. And shockingly, never got a reply to that. That was mm. it. Yeah, that was the end. Yeah. Uh, I knew you'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, John, is this the kind of story that uh, you hear frequently? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's all too common where somebody has uh, met somebody on a dating website or somewhere through social media, and frequently it's an individual that's in a foreign country, and uh, the relationship goes back and forth, you know, for quite a period of time. So there's certainly red flags about that, especially if they look for them to move it off the website, but 
quickly show their feelings of love, but then right away need money for some reason, just like, you know, what Icky was talking about, business deal, money's tied up, or medical emergency, those are real common scenarios. Right. And we've got a real psychological component here about unmet needs. The, the victim has these unmet needs for companionship and connection and comfort after the loss of a spouse or other life event. And so those instant feelings of love are just exactly the drug that they're looking for, and it actually suspends their critical thinking and their judgment and makes it much more likely through the mechanism of rapport that they're going to fall into the scammer's spell. Would you agree with that, Nikki? Is that the way it looked to you? I, I would. In, in the funny, I mean, I know better. I really know better than that. <laughs> but it, like I said, it was, it was right after my mom died, so I was a little bit more vulnerable at that point. Right. And I was also reading back through the emails, and, and I can't believe I wrote some of the stuff I wrote. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, but but like I said, it, I mean they they thought out what they say. They thought out very carefully, you know, how they respond and how they they say things, and it was it was something else. Right. But right. It, 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 if you take key sentences and you Google them. It's mm-hmm. amazing all the camera sites that come up. Wow. One, one of the other things that the first guy used was claim to have a young son, claim to be a widower, and he, of course, there was never a phone connection. There was, there was just an internet connection, which I found interesting. And then the, the time that he claimed his son wanted to talk to me online, uh, he initially started calling me mom. So, I mean, they, they were playing the emotional card every way they could think of. Right, right, right. Uh, and John, in your experience dealing with these kinds of situations, how do you counsel people to deal with their emotional components of uh, of the situation? What What's your best advice that you give to people about how to overcome the emotional hook that the scammer is using? Yeah, and that's always the challenge because, you know, as you all hit on it today, you know, people are lonely, they're vulnerable, we believe. Certain cases are desperate. That's not the situation what we're talking about here. But because they, you know, claim these instant feelings of love, you know, people are very vulnerable and fall right into it. And it's hard to tell them to to step back and, and kind of take a look at the situation to think about what they're doing, especially in the case if they're wanting them to send money for some rhyme or reason. You know, and it's typical, like, you know, Nikki talked about where it's a businessman and they're having frequently some kind of problem accessing money. They learn through the relationship of communicating online what triggers, so to speak, to push. So, you know, they pull on your emotions like, well, I have a child and medical right. emergency or school clothes or people immediately think this could be their love connection and, and do it. And I would refer our listeners also to our other episode on the 10 plus 1 dead giveaways for a scam. Because, John, you were talking a moment ago about the request for money. That may be the single most important dead giveaway for a scam, is when someone asks you for money or your personal information at all, or certainly way too early in any kind of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously one of the key tips, Western Union has when people request money and ask for a money transfer is never wire money to somebody you have not met in person. Exactly. The online relationships fit this category because the individuals have never met in person, but because they have deep feelings, and one of our proactive measures at Western Union is a courtesy callback uh, by an operator that, you know, will talk with the sender of the money transfer because it falls in the parameter where they think they might be scammed. And we learn about, you know, situations where it's a person that's in another country uh, and they need the money. So we let them know you never should do it. But frequently individuals will not be truthful. They'll say, yes, they have really met this individual and they have never met the person. But they've bought into a hook, line, and sinker where hey, it's now my fiancé, and as soon as I send them this money, they're going to be able to, to fly and see me, because that's another example, is they need money for an airline ticket so they can come and see them. Well, as I tell people when I speak frequently, hey, if this really is the person you want to meet, of course you want to send them money for an airline ticket because you want to actually meet them. Sure. But for one reason or another, they never can. And I was kind of curious, Nikki, in your situation, how did you 
end the relationship or quit communicating with this individual that you had? Both of them, I made it abundantly clear that I was not going to have any financial dealings with them in any way, shape, or form, and that it was probably best that we just not talk anymore. Great boundary setting yeah, there. That, that That's good. Frequently what it is. You know, people in the communication, better way to say it is a payoff. They want the face-to-face meeting. It ultimately never happens. And once the money never goes, the relationships terminate and end. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think that's why it was so short, because, you know, they weren't making anything out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Nikki, at what point in the process did you first began to suspect that this was a scam? Within a couple days was the first person. Um, he, he made the mistake of claiming to live somewhere close by, not knowing that I know how to do real estate research. And, and I could actually, because he sent me supposed pictures of the house, told me the street it was on, and, and doing a little bit of research, I, I got into the, the real estate records for the county, um, found out that the actual name of the owner, which shocking enough, wasn't his name. Mm, <laughs> I don't imagine that. Of, of the block. And you know what? None of those houses or yards looked at all like what he had sent me. Mm. So, um, hmm. yeah, I, I'm just a very skeptical person for the most part. That's why it, it stunned me that I, I got as deep into these things as I did. Um, and then, then the second person, like I said, I, I warned him on, on day two. I said, look, I, you know, I just want to do this with somebody. If this is what you're trying to do, just don't waste your time. And like I said, I, I have a feeling because he, he really built up that he was he was in the diamond trade and he was over there you know to meet the miners and get the latest shipments, blah blah, all this stuff. And and I think that's why he had to kind of shift gears and then do the disappearing thing. And and, and it was a medical emergency because you know the business angle wasn't going to work. Yeah, if one uh, one scam offer doesn't work, try another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's always another option. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And that, of course, is a dead giveaway as well. Yeah, yeah. John, here with Nikki, we've got an individual reaching out to her. Are there other forms that a romance scam can occur? Maybe not everyone is looking for love. They may be just looking for companionship, like a, a friendship yeah, scam. I mean, everybody isn't always looking for their definite soulmate, somebody to marry and all that. Yeah. Maybe it's a companion because, again, some of the common denominators are here. Individual is lonely, vulnerable. You know, they just want some companionship because they're a little isolated for a number of reasons. So frequently individuals will decide maybe they're going to go to an online dating site and there are a myriad of those. Uh, They start poking around and maybe they, you know, hit the exact profile. They're very compatible. But again, some of the flags are, do they want them to go offline? And, you know, I just want to mention that a lot of these are imposters, uh, and their ploy is to post a fake profile and a picture that might look like a glamour shot or somebody that it's not even the case. Uh, Yeah. In the past, when I've done some investigations, maybe it's a prisoner in a prison, Mm -hmm. and they're just looking to get money. Uh, It's real common now where people are overseas in a foreign country because they live over there. Maybe they're in an internet cafe and there's a whole bank of computers and that's what everybody at the table is doing is soliciting their loved one somewhere else that they need money and in reality it's not. They'll be an attractive female and it could be a male or vice versa. There's certain things there. Sometimes maybe the grammar is poor, uh, poor spelling. That would be a red flag for people to look at. So they come up with a number of excuses, ultimately, why they can't meet uh, after a period of time, and that's when things start falling apart. We're definitely, like in Nikki's case, they're looking for money, and you said no. Right. Everybody can fall for these scams, unfortunately. But they find that weak spot and the opportunity to prey on one thing that's communicated, and boom, they zero right in. Right. Another factor is it's common for them to send flowers. Uh, to the individual, you know, and who doesn't like to receive flowers, especially if you're a woman from your sure. future companion or somebody who, you know, you're going to have an ongoing relationship with. Yeah, and Nikki, uh, that's actually what happened in one of the uh, instances, right? They sent He sent you a gift basket. Yeah, he did. He did, and um, it, was, it was funny, but 
on on the card that, that had my name on it, when I flipped it over, it actually had the phone number of the person whose credit card was used. It was some woman here in the States, which I was dying to call her, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do you wonder if it might have been credit card fraud that he had the stolen number or something? It could be too. Yeah, I wonder about that. Interesting, interesting. And, and John, you actually brought up a, an interesting point because it seems like in the context of our conversation that it's only a female victim, but that's not always true. Uh, males can be victim as well. And Nikki, you and I just shared some information about the, the a Russian dating scam, right? Yeah, we did. Well, and, and I even know a couple of guys that have been reeled in with uh, various scams with women. So, yeah, it, it, it can happen to men or women either one. Yeah, the, the, to let our listeners know, uh, there's an article that was recently published, and we'll post it on their show notes page at scammercast.com, where the Russian dating scam has actually been automated. So, John, you oh mentioned God. where you have sort of the call center of scammers, if you will. They actually have a, a, a Russian dating scam that is fully automated. The, the callers know exactly what emails to send, when, what to say, what to do, and it's just it's just mind-boggling. Robo-scam. Robo-scam, yeah, yeah. Technology is great for us, but great for the bad guys. <laughs> well, that's yeah. true, yeah. And it's always a struggle to try to keep up with the bad guys and, and stay at least a step ahead of them. I wanted to mention to everybody, uh, and especially to our listeners, my uh, friend Nicholas J. Johnson, who is the host of the Scamapalooza podcast in Melbourne, Australia, turned me on to this very interesting book. It is a, a little novella, uh, so a shorter length fiction book uh, called You're Just Too Good to Be True. The subtitle is A Love Story About Lonely Hearts and Internet Scams by the author, and, and I apologize if I get this wrong, I believe it's Sofia Stefanovich. And it's a fascinating story, and it's a great read. And it, it features a main character who is an older gay man who gets scammed by someone claiming to be an attractive young soldier and how he's always waiting for a box of the soldier's belongings to arrive because the soldier's been killed. And it's just an incredibly interesting story. So, again, I would recommend this book to any of our listeners who are so inclined. It's a great story, and it really portrays a lot of the things that we're talking about here. The title, again, is You're Just Too Good to Be True, and the author is Sofia Stefanovic, and it, it picks up on a lot of what we're talking about here in this episode of the ScammerCast. And we will put a link to this book in the show notes at ScammerCast.com. Nikki, uh, I wondered if you would put your coach hat back on for a minute because you do coach individuals and couples on relationships, right? Is that what, uh, in your day-to-day -day, uh, practice? Yes, yeah, I do. A lot of these ideas and concepts of emotions and, and leverage and things of that manipulation, they, they arise in, in everyday relationships as well, don't they? So I'm wondering for a moment from the coach's perspective, if you had somebody come to you who said they had met this uh, person who was just too good to be true uh, online, how, how would you handle that kind of situation? Well, being that I, I know how they feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When somebody's just too good to be true, you, you really you, you have to step back. And, and I think actually that was, that was a mistake the second guy made. Because I, I, even when I was rereading the messages back and forth, my tone changed drastically when I had a couple of days away from it. You know, when he was supposedly unconscious and in the hospital. Um, so he, he gotta, he gotta get back away from it and look at it more clearly. You know, talk to somebody about it. Look at what they're saying. Yeah. And if you can get that space and you can get a little bit of a buffer between you and and whatever. It, it really helps you. I mean, the red flags are really, really obvious if, if you make the effort to step back and look for them. Uh, like I said, it, there was there was just certain things that it just didn't seem right, and things that I could actually research myself to verify one way or the other. Yeah. The thing is, if, if the person's being honest, they, they shouldn't fear you researching and verifying what they're telling you. They just shouldn't. I mean, you know, when I tell people something, I'm like, you know. It's, it's true, and do whatever you want to, you're going to find out and tell you the truth. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's an interesting dynamic because uh, in, in the elder law practice, I'm obviously working with clients from time to time who are in exploitation 
kinds of situations, sometimes even physical abuse by a child or a, a trusted person. And from my perspective, you know, it's obvious and it's clear what's going on. But for me to say that to the client, and I think Art probably deals with this in the counseling Definitely. world all the time, Definitely. when you confront them with it head on, they immediately deny it. They absolutely deny that anything bad is going on, or they, or the flip side of that coin is they just won't admit. They they know deep down that something bad is occurring, but they won't admit it because the emotions just overtake them and overwhelm them. But I think your advice is so critical, and we talk about it all the time in the context of scam prevention, is take a step back. Uh, give yourself some space to look at it. Uh, a little more logically and critically, and then usually the folks will come to the the same conclusion that that you have. And you also picked up on the idea of our third R in our three R's of scam prevention, which is reach out to check it out. Make sure that you you check this out with somebody that you trust and, and find out if this seems legit or if there are red flags that you're missing or downplaying. Google it, as you were suggesting, Nikki, some of the phrases and sentences that are in the different emails. And it's amazing how readily you can find this stuff out, but you've got to step back and you've got to reach out and check it out. So I'm really glad you're uh, spreading that advice out there. John, when you are faced with a romance scam situation that you're investigating, has the scam already occurred? In other words, the, the, the money has already been transferred? Or do you have the opportunity to kind of head these things off at the pass when you investigate them and work with people? We also have the opportunity at Western Union to head them off before they actually uh, fall for it. I mentioned earlier about our customer callback centers if an individual sends a money transfer, it might go into queue uh, because it's hit certain parameters on our controls where the sender of the tra money transfer will receive a call from one of our operators, uh, let them know that it's kind of fallen into a profile for consumer fraud. They'll engage the sender of the money with a number of questions, and we'll start hearing about some of these online romance situations that we've been talking about and others. And we'll let them know that we're sure that they're being scammed. Whether the sender of the money transfer agrees with us or not, we will make the business decision to refund the money in these circumstances, and it will go back to them so they're not victimized. I listened to a few of the calls before we did this podcast on some of these romance scams, and you know, some of these individuals, they don't agree with us, <laughs> um, they indicate they've never met these people in person. It's only online, but just, you know, like in this situation, one of them, it's like with a businessman, business problems, send money, and then another one was, I need money for an airline ticket. Somebody was on travel. So it runs the gamut for these, but yeah, we are able to stop them at Western Union. So we're very proactive. And I just want to also take out the opportunity to throw out our fraud hotline number at Western Union of 800-448-1492. So if you have a listener that has sent a money transfer or thinks they might be scammed, please call our number because if the money transfer has not been paid out, we can refund the money. But if it has been paid out, we like the information because we work with law enforcement on these types of situations all the time. And, of course, we have a link to that on our show notes page at scammercast.com. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's fantastic advice, and we encourage all of our listeners, if you suspect that you've ever been a victim of a, of a money transfer scam uh, of any variety, and particularly in a romance scam scenario, please call that number and, and follow up with Western Union. Well, uh, on that note, let's take a short break. This is Curtis Bailey, your co-host at scammercast.com. We'll be right back. It's time to take a break during this episode of the ScammerCast. Have you liked our effort on Facebook? Visit the link via our website at ScammerCast.com and be sure to share any of our informative articles with your friends and family. It's all about education and protecting our seniors. We'll be right back. A recent study found that most older adults fear running out of money during their retirement years, even more than their fear of death. A trust can be an effective way to manage and protect your assets while you're alive. 
Now, many folks believe that trusts are only for rich people. They are not. Midwest Trust Company of Missouri, located in Clayton, Missouri, offers professional trust management for clients all across the country. Using Midwest Trust is a great way to know that someone with experience and integrity will manage your wealth objectively. Naming Midwest Trust can provide you with peace of mind in knowing that you or your parents will not be exploited financially and lose all of the assets acquired during a lifetime of hard work. Midwest Trust will even work with you or your parents' own financial advisor. Don't let fear of running out of money drive your life. Contact Midwest Trust Company today by visiting the link to their website at scammercast.com. The discipline to grow. The strength of experience. The ability to adapt. Values that endure. Midwest Trust. There was a day when the villain was easy to spot. These days, different. Today, technology allows scammers to reach victims across the globe through mail, email, phone calls, and even social media. Know what to look for so you can help protect yourself no matter where you are. We remind you to never send money to people you haven't met in person and to always verify before you send. You work hard for your money. Don't let a few minutes with a scammer separate you from what's taken days, weeks, or even a lifetime to work for. Western Union. Move money for better. Join in a unique, interactive experience as we put you inside the mind and heart of the law enforcement professional and delve into the culture of policing. Hi, I'm Mike Wilkerson from the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network where I've reviewed hundreds of police procedural television programs and movies. But the question remains, does Hollywood get it right? What does it really feel like when you search for a suspect inside an abandoned building? The fear. The adrenaline. The unknown. Law enforcement training for the arts, or LIDA, is an experience like no other. Fingerprints. Ballistics. DNA. Our team of professionals have numerous years in law enforcement to include those with experience in the United States Secret Service, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the FBI, the United States Military, along with other local, state, and federal entities. Our unique facilities offer the same interactive courses that the police themselves use to train. This will be an experience of a lifetime that you'll never forget. Check out the details now at LITAConference.com. That's L-E-T-A Conference.com. And sign up for the upcoming convention. Seats are limited, but we're eager to see you behind the thin blue line. LITAConference.com. L-E-T-A Conference.com. Go behind the badge. Scammercast, your headquarters for the education and prevention of scams against our elders. Let's dig back in with your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Welcome back to Scammercast.com. This is Curtis Bailey. And this is Art Maines. And we are talking today with Nikki Lee, love coach extraordinaire, and our friend John Scogland, who is from Western Union. And we are talking about romance scams today. And part of what we want to cover is the emotional aspects of this. And and because that plays such a huge role in getting people to do things against their own better judgment or against their own goodwill or their their best wishes. So Nikki, could you tell us a little bit about what kinds of things the scammers said to you and, and how you responded emotionally? Because we're looking for the hooks, how people get elders and others to go against their own greater good here. Like say what age I am, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, we're not asking. <laughs> That's just, hey, hey, I, I'm not considered elder yet. Good. <laughs> um, well, like, like I mentioned earlier, they were they were trying to be so uber serious, like so quickly. You know, and I think within like 24 hours, saying that, that they loved me and and calling me hun and sweetie and and 
all this kind of thing. Um, almost every email subject line had hunt or babe or, or something to that effect in it. One was, was saying that I was his soulmate after about three days. And I, that's just, that's a, that's, ridiculous <laughs> well you know it's you know i i know it's easy uh now looking back but how did it make you feel when he was professing his love for you well it makes you feel so good you know mm-hmm. even even if you're not 100 percent interested it's nice to think somebody's that interested in you sure um and and like i said i went back and, and i reread my replies which i i can't fathom that that i replied that way to a lot of stuff but it, it gets into your head it really does, and that was another reason why I suggested the whole, you know, just back away for a couple of days. Because when you're when you're getting three, four, five of these messages a day, and they're they're saying all these beautiful words and how much they love you and, and can't wait to be with you and spend your life together and blah blah. Even if you're not looking for a lifetime commitment from somebody, it sounds good, you know. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. And then the the one playing off the, you know, he had the the young son that needed a mother, you know. It, so it, it just it went on and on and on. And one of them, the one that, that claimed to be in the hospital, he says, um, uh, you know, the, the hotel manager and the doctor wanted to get in touch with you since you're my wife. I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I'm not. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, they're going to send me the bill. Yeah, you know, I'm right. Like, no, 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 you, you need to just back up and slow down a little bit. And I mean, I even, in several of my messages, I even said, you know, you've got to slow down. You know, I mm-hmm. this is not a pace I'm I'm happy with at all, and I, you know it, it's got to just back up. <laughs> you know. So so, so the uh, thing the the thing for you really was the the speed in which the uh, the relationship de- developed or or he tried to develop it. Is, is, is that fair? It, it felt very pushy. Okay. And I, I don't respond to pushy very well, but yeah, it was it was very very rushed. But, I mean, you know, with, with cameras, time is money, so mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. kind of push it that way. So so I could imagine that if, if you were a terribly lonely person, and your, your mother had just passed, and so you had loss operating in your life, and uh, there was this big hole where this person used to be, especially a beloved spouse, uh, can you imagine being in that position and hearing the words that you have longed to hear ever since your spouse passed? and? And how this person seems to be so wonderful and seems to love you and care about you. Uh, can you just imagine, Nikki, in your role as a love coach, how that might mess somebody up and, and get them to send personal information or give them money? Can you conceive of that? Well, it makes, it makes you feel such a connection with the person. Right. You know, and, and you kind of get down your guard when you, you feel that kind of connection with anybody. Right. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see how people – well, and I've, I've watched numerous episodes of Dr. Phil where he's researching these, these kind of things. And, I mean, I can totally see how the person got reeled in when they're, yeah. you know, showing the clips from the, the various messages or, or that kind of thing. It's, it's very easy to fall for this kind of stuff. Well, we're built to connect. I mean, we're social creatures, and and we we're really built for connection, whether it's family, friendships, uh, work communities, whatever. And when you lose somebody important to you, then there is that gigantic aching hole that uh, scammers all too easily try to fill and then rip you off. Yeah, well, and it's not just love. It, no, it it's sim- not. It can simply be friendship, companionship. Exactly, uh, exactly. Whole bit. I, know, I, I know, Art, uh, your story with Bill, mm-hmm. uh, your, your stepdad, uh, and the fake lottery scam, but the people perpetrating it were his friends. They, they were. They developed that relationship over time. Yeah, they really were. They, they were very friendly and the nicest people you'd ever want to talk to. And so it's a good point, Curtis, that it, it really is a lot about friends, too. And, John, I want to bring you in here a little bit. And there's another dark side to this that we want to cover and explain for our listeners. Would you say a little bit more about the extortion angle of things? Well, sure. As we mentioned, the relationship, instant feelings of love, and right away a red flag is they want to move it off site from the dating website to email, maybe instant messaging, phone calls, and they just really pull on the emotions. And people really fall into this tight relationship and maybe they convince the person to send suggestive emails, uh, want to be a lot more intimate in 
their communications back and forth. Maybe they convince him to send some pictures, and maybe they might be sexually suggestive, or maybe they get the individual to disclose feelings that they normally wouldn't tell anybody or don't want anybody else to ever know. Mm-hmm. And then as the relationship progresses, it falls apart, and the person wants to end it, and the scammer then is saying, you're not going to end this, because if so, I'm going to reveal some of these facts or these pictures, and so therefore you need to pay me, send me a money transfer, um, and I won't disclose it. And of course, people are very ashamed and very embarrassed, and you know, we'll try to send money to them to, to keep them quiet, hush money, so to speak. And that's kind of the down ugly side of things. As far as a scenario-based situation that Western Union encounters is we have situations where people are trying to extort money from individuals in online relationships and romance scams where they want a money transfer uh, and we learn about it. We work with law enforcement to help combat this from happening. There is another part of this that I wanted to ask you about, John, and that is for lack of a better term, it's it's what we might consider multiple uses of a scam to to perpetrate other kinds of scams or layering of scams. So, for example, let's say that there's this romance scam going on and they're getting information from, we'll say, this lady about her grandkids. And they become friends on Facebook, perhaps, and that sort of thing. And then they could have a different scammer call up and perpetrate maybe the grandparents scam on them saying oh you know your grandson toby is stuck in canada with a car accident have you ever heard anything like that yes that happens because frequently when i talk to individuals who either are victims or almost victims and almost meaning we were able to stop the money transfer from going through people will you know say well how did they get information about my grandchild or about me and you know, this situation of this layering of, of scams is a possibility. Again, they could get information off of social media. They might get information off of email if a person's email was hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of the ways they can get information to legitimize the information to perpetrate the scam. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah, another reason to be very, very careful and discreet about the information you're posting online. I, I talked to particularly older adults all the time Mm -hmm. who are joining Facebook by the droves in order to stay connected to their family. And they're always posting photographs of their beautiful granddaughter or their handsome grandson. And that's just, that just makes the scammer's job so easy. It really does. And, And I could also imagine, and I'm sure this is already happening, where the scammer sends somebody a link to something. Oh, take a look at this funny video, or here's a story I wrote about our love or something. And when they click on the link in the email, it could put malware or some other malicious software into the person's computer. So there's multiple opportunities here for scam perpetration. Do you see that as well or hear about that, John? Yeah, that that frequently happens where they'll send an email, click on the link, or even depending on how sophisticated they are, could even be if they click on a picture to enlarge it, could launch some malware. So there's a number of ways that they can perpetrate the fraud. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to... uh give our listeners uh, sort of a a list of red flags to look for when it comes to this area of romance scams. And and Nikki, let's start with you, because the the first thing that you had mentioned was the speed at which the scammer tried to develop the relationship uh, as being a red flag for you. And I'm wondering now, as you look back, were there other red flags that you noticed? One of the things that very prevalent between both of them were they were claiming to be very religious. One of them, you know, was a very, very Christian, pious man, and one of them even sent me uh, daily affirmations each each morning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, and then got, well, it was weird and got very, very pushy about it. You know, read this before you start your day. If you don't understand something, let me know because you need to follow what this says. Mm. And it, was, it was just a really strange tone to the way he did it. Now, was this information that perhaps he gathered from your involvement on a Christian or religiously based website or or uh, no, resource? No, it wasn't. Okay. And I, okay. I didn't mention anything about religion on my uh, okay. profile either. 
Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else from from your standpoint uh, before we throw it over to John? Yeah, the, the pace was the worst thing. Okay. Um, and I, I think, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear when you talk to me for very long that, that I am a business person and, you know, have several businesses. So, so using the business angle would have made more sense initially, but like I said, once, once I preempted that with one person, you had to go in a different direction. Just, just a funny little note, I, I've gotten so many of these emails from people, you know, claiming to have an emergency and need money and all that, that recently I, I, I did have a medical emergency and I sent an email out to several friends. And in the subject line, I said, this is a medical emergency, <laughs> this is not a scam, I'm really sending it to you. <laughs> just to make sure right. Okay. Okay. Well, let's um, let's hold that for a moment, uh, John. What are the? I know we've talked about a number of things, but just to kind of put it into one uh, nice little package with a bow on it. What are the red flags that you have identified at Western Union that people should be on the lookout for when it comes to romance scams? Well, certainly instant feelings of love. Uh, then the request to move it from the dating website to email, instant messaging, or phone. Uh, Questionable profiles, pictures that look like glamour shots, um, having trouble accessing money, especially in a business situation, um, and then certainly the request for money, be it you know, a hardship, tragic event, travel, maybe even visa or official documents if they're in a foreign country. But just some rhyme or reason so that they hopefully can meet, but it never pans out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's all great uh, advice, and we will certainly post a link to the resources that you have at Western Union on our on our show notes page at scammercast.com and encourage all of our listeners to check it out because there's a wealth of information there. There truly is, and, and knowledge is, again, power here, and, and we want people to be able to recognize these scams, and that's why these red flags are so valuable. And then you got to know what to do, which is our second R, respond. And, of course, you have a couple of what you call money transfer never-evers, John. Would you go over those briefly for our listeners as well? Yeah, definitely when it relates to online relationships, romance scams, and this holds true for a number of things, but never send money to someone you have not met in person, definitely including somebody you've met online. And if you are in a situation where they're having trouble accessing funds or money and it relates to a check, where they want to send you the check and then get money and wire transfer money to them, never send money from a check you deposit until it officially clears, which could take weeks or months, because here in the U.S. federal law, the depositor of that account, the bank has to make that money available within a few number of days, and could be long before they know that check actually is good or not, so that's a tip. We certainly have any other tips uh, to think about before you send a money transfer to help you not be scammed, but these are the two primary ones with online relationships, romance scams. Okay. Very good, very good. Well, Nikki, uh, you you just started to mention that you found uh, uh, an email that was a, a bit scammy. Would you share your experience with that? Well, once, once I decided I was considering writing a book with this, and if I've gotten any funky emails, I've, I've put them in that folder too. But this was the, actually got this one earlier um, in 2015. He, he introduces himself. He says, "Last year, the strangest thing happened." I was on a dating site mailing with a girl named Irina from Ukraine. Yesterday, I found out Irina was part of a dating scam. During the eight months I was quote-unquote dating her, not knowing that all the time she used pictures from Nikki Lee. Yes, from you. The girl promised me that she would come to my apartment in Paris to meet me, but since she or he is a scammer, I don't think it's ever gonna, I'm ever going to see anyone. So are you interested in coming to meet and greet me in Paris, Ms. Lee? And that way, the scam isn't really a scam anymore. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Holy yeah, cow. I hadn't, hadn't seen that one before. Holy yeah. cow. Wow, where, where did we go? Where do you start with that? that? That's kind that's of a, a, an that's... interesting reloading type of scam. Well, let's get you hooked again and see if we can rip you off another way. Wow. John, have you ever seen any uh, investigate any scam that unfolded that way? Not, 
that extent. Wow. <laughs> but, but it goes to show you the scammers will stop that method in any way they can help perpetrate it, they'll try to. Yeah. I just have a quick question reference Nikki. Did you ever suspect or think in your situation since you had two different scenarios and they were close together that maybe it was the same person that didn't have worked the first time and maybe it was the same guy trying, you know, the second time? Um, it was the same site too. I, I hadn't really, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, I was, I was real clear it wasn't going to work the first time. So, I mean, in, unless he just had nobody else to target, targeting me a second time would have been kind of stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's a scammer, who knows? Yeah, right. But you know, John, you raise a very good point because we see that often. You know, and I think Art mentioned it earlier that uh, they'll 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 try one angle, and if maybe that doesn't work, they'll they'll come from a different vector, if you will, and and see and keep probing, uh, and until until either they know it's not going to work and they'll they'll move on and cut the strings, or they'll uh, or they'll succeed. A wealth of information has been shared today, and Nikki, would you tell our listeners? where they can find you and and learn more about you and your work and your radio show. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm all over so, social media, to say the least. <laughs> um, first name is N-I-K-K-I, last name L-E-I-G-H. My coaching website is www.lovecoachjourney.com. And there's a tab at the top of the page that says Ready for Love Archives. Uh, that links to... 70-plus radio shows that I've done, and I'm adding new ones each week on, on a wealth of different topics. You just never know what I'm going to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you never know. Yeah. And if you look at subtitles, you'll, you'll believe me, trust me. Um, but but same thing, I like to keep it casual. Um, I like to have an interesting guest, and I figure if we're having a good time making the show, you're going to have a good time listening. Good. So feel free to look at that. I've, I've got a Facebook page. Are you ready for love? And there's a, a nice little profile picture with a flaming heart. That's mine. Okay. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at twitter.com slash ready, the number four, love radio. Very good. Um, like the, very accessible. Yeah, we will post everything uh, on our show notes page at scammercast.com. And, John, I know you've shared a website and the fraud hotline uh, once already, but would you please share the contact information again for Western Union? Yeah, I'm happy to. The fraud awareness website for Western Union is wu.com slash fraud awareness. We also are on Twitter at wustopfraud. So that's at WU Stop Fraud. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Western Union. And we'll do fraud posts on there every week. Our Great. fraud hotline is 800-448-1492. And we encourage all of our listeners to, to visit uh, the resources they have. The videos are super instructive. They really are. Uh, and they're a great avenue to, to spread the word to stay safe. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to uh, visit our website at scammercast.com and leave us your thoughts, your ideas, your experiences. Have you uh, been a victim of a romance scam or has somebody reached out to you that you thought was a bit scammy? And if you like the Scammercast, please share it with a friend. Please share it with a colleague or a family member and help us get the message out there about scam prevention and help us also to hammer the scammers. Until next time, this is Curtis Bailey, your co-host at ScammerCast.com. And this is Art Mange, your co-host at ScammerCast.com. And we will look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ScammerCast, your headquarters for education and protection of our elderly from scams worldwide. Be sure to visit us at ScammerCast.com, where you can send us your stories and tips, as well as send us your feedback, visit our Facebook presence, and more. Thank you for listening to this episode, and until next time, Hammer the Scammers. The information we share in this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only and should never substitute for appropriate legal, financial, or medical advice from qualified professionals. Always consult with an attorney, physician, or financial professional for the correct advice for your particular situation.